Welcome back to Apex City, uh, where our kids are gathered at the Jurassic Park and Watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually named that. Did we establish that already in canon? Because I'd totally forgotten that's what it was called. We established that in a commercial spot for another podcast. <laughs> gotcha. So... That's a deep cut. This is uh, Tony Rex Dakota's drive-in theater, uh, where everyone has gathered to watch the 200th episode of a telenovela called El Poder del Amor. Wildly popular, lots of twists, lots of turns, lots of high drama. It's basically Tony, his family, uh, so Cole, and the two kids, Allysaurus and Ticeratops. And of course, our main cast. We can see like other people spread around, but we don't really need to, you know, get into who exactly they are. So with that, we zoom in on the screen and the theme song starts playing. We see waves rolling onto this beautiful white sand beach as the sun rises, and then a helicopter taking off from the prestigious Castillo estate. I imagine it's going to zoom into the interior of the Castillo estate, and we're going to see Servidor lifting up a couch with one hand, a vacuum under it. At the same time, we're going to see someone hiding in the shadows behind a curtain, and Servidor is going to go, <gasps> From that to a shadowy figure in a cape standing on a rooftop, and then the barrel of a gun pointed at their back. Hey. A uh, hand comes down and karate chops said gun. <laughs> and then the camera pans over to uh, Andrea doing a karate type pose. We pan from that to a single red rose and champagne glasses clinking together in front of it. We see her putting on long black opera gloves and adjusting her hair and taking her glass and clinking it with the one nearest her. And we pan from that to the waves rolling back out of Despajado Beach as the sun sets and then the title credits come up in this beautiful swoopy font that says El Poder del Amor. This is episode 200, uh, which has been titled The Wedding of the Century, and we open up in the morning uh, at 8am on the huge Castillo estate, and uh, we come in as Rosa is getting final adjustments to a, a huge, elaborate wedding dress. So I would like you to tell me, first off, uh, a little bit about this dress. What does it look like? It's going to be, um, has an enormous train, 10 feet long train with a very elaborate veil. Um, and I'll have the white opera gloves like up my arms. You can't really tell super well that it's me unless I have the veil pushed back over my head. Um, and there's like a little tiara crown. And uh, yeah. Everything is made of spun silver. Yeah, and my necklace. I have like this super, yeah, high-necked uh, necklace with covered in like diamonds and it's made out of silver. And so as we get this, this, I want to talk a little bit about Rosa Castillo. Uh, so Rosa is the eldest daughter of the Castillo family, and you are playing under uh, Ladonia. And so as a, as a part of your playbook, you have two schemes, two projects on which you have been working. Tell everyone what those schemes are. Okay, one of them is keep them apart, and I'm trying to keep Andrea from Ignacio. Nice. And tell us a little bit about Andrea and Ignacio. Why are you trying to keep them apart? I know Andrea is deeply in love with Ignacio. Of course. Um, Ignacio, my brother, is meant to marry a yacht heiress and... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And I've seen how bloodthirsty Andrea can be and because I'm familiar with your with your life, I've seen how violent you are. You are no match for my brother. My brother is meant to continue our family line with someone of the proper 
ranking befitting, oh, oh. befitting him. A little bit of old school classism there. Yeah, <laughs> old school classism. Who said Rosa was a good person? Nobody did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is your what is your other scheme? Um, my other one is revenge. I'm going to choose someone who has, in my opinion, wronged me. You get them alone and exposed, no matter their holdings or allies. Okay, and who has wronged you? Marcel has wronged me. My husband-to-be is a corrupt police officer, and through finaglings with my father, discovered some dark dealings that happened in my youth, in my younger, wilder days. And he's using this to blackmail me and force me to marry him so that he can have access to my wealth, the wealth that I have worked, I have helped maintain, even when my father, with his alcoholism and multiple affairs and his gambling addiction, I have helped keep this family afloat. So I will not let anyone come to our, my, our... Are my money, my family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because it seems like you might have just processed some feelings out loud. Oh. (laughs) So I would actually like to start (laughs) by processing your feelings out loud. I'm going to be adjusting uh, my tiara over my head and staring at myself as I like position my crown, uh, which is both figurative and literal my crown of like my family and my wealth and i am zoom in shot on my eyes where you can see the crown reflected on the surface of my eyeballs he may have the upper hand today but tonight will be completely different so when you process your feelings out loud you ask each member of the audience if they are rooting for you let's step back for just a second and ask the audience uh so so jackie are you rooting for rosa here Jackie, Jackie is conflicted. I thought but Jackie I think... was Servador. No, no, no. We're oh, talking to the this audience. is the audience. This is, the this audience. is actually Jackie. All right, Jackie. So now we're asking Christina how Jackie feels about the other yes, characters. Yes, there's, there's multiple <laughs> layers oh, no. here. This is like a Matryoshka doll of characters. Basically. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie's a little bit conflicted, but in the end, she's all for it. Yeah, on your side. Cool. Red. Uh, William, do you empathize? Are you rooting for Rosa here? Is this even a question? I mean... <laughs> William is watching as someone is attempting to steal a rich person's power. Yeah, no, he empathizes. (laughs) (laughs) William's like, this is very relatable. (laughs) This is very relatable to William. Uh, Darren, how do you feel about Rosa right now? I think Darren would, I think, be conflicted, feeling like she is being wronged, but she has responded by wronging others in the classism. So I think Darren might actually not be in favor. And I don't think, I don't think Tony is actually a big fan. She's pretty, pretty classist. She's not necessarily the best person. So like, while bad things are happening to and around her, I don't think he's really in favor of. So that still gets you plus two. So go ahead and roll plus two. Okay. I rolled an eight. Plus two is ten. Nice. So on a hit, you'll choose one and take plus one ongoing while following up on this information. And these are actually for the audience. So the audience can either reveal a crucial event going on outside of you, the audience can tell you how you might find love with a partner of their choosing, or they can tell you how to get blank to blank. So which one of those things do you want? Get blank to blank, I think is... So so what blank do you want to blank? (laughs) I want Marcel to die. Wow. End him. Wow. <laughs> that took a quick turn. I, right? I have done so you know, many look, horrible things dra- for this family. High drama. Yeah, high, high drama. drama. Right? Exactly. Have you not seen a telenovela before? Uh, so, so basically, Rosa is trying to figure out how to get Marcel dead. And I'm assuming while uh, while not getting caught for it. Yes. I do not wish to be caught for this act. Um, and I don't want to be on me. I don't want to be the one with to dirty my hands. I want someone else to kill him. 
Okay, so basically, how could you get someone to kill Marcel? Yes. Who are you trying to manipulate to kill Marcel? That's a bad way of putting it. Right? Probably Ignacio. Try and manipulate my younger brother to do it because he is does not have a backbone. And he owes me. After Ooh. all I've done for him, he owes me. Ignacio. Okay. I want okay, Ignacio so to kill could, Marcel. So how could we get Ignacio to kill Marcel? Now, things the audience knows that the characters don't is that Ignacio has a secret identity. Ignacio is a hero called Moonlight Steel, wherein he uses his ability to turn his body into steel to become, you know, invulnerable and fight crime. So this is something that the audience knows that Rosa does not. Uh, So with that in mind, audience, how do we think we could manipulate Ignacio into killing Marcel Hidalgo, corrupt police officer? What kind of a hero is Moonlight Steel? Is he like, is he like a Batman type hero that it's going to be really hard to convince him to kill? Or is he sort of like a a grittier hero? He's like CW, he's like CW Arrow hero. He's kind of grim and gritty Batman type, but without necessarily the uh, no killing rule. So like, think like your CW hero shows where it's dark. Well... It seems like all you would have to do is let him know that he's a corrupt police officer who's blackmailing his sister. So, plant evidence. Yeah, like, it doesn't bring, seem... bring this scheme to light. I mean, bring the scheme to light is one thing where you have evidence. I think it would need to be a layering of evidence plus caught in the act. Like, an active performance of violence against someone else by Marcel. So, so maybe we just need to, like, push... Uh... That Marcel is a bad person towards Ignacio. Yeah. And maybe have him, like, catch him in the Walk act. in at just the right moment and see uh, Marcel's true colors. On a 10+, plus, we can set the scene where you follow that information immediately. Ooh. So, before you do that, I do have to ask, is anyone else in the room with you? Absolutely. If I'm putting on a 10-foot train wedding gown, I cannot do that by myself. <laughs> I would absolutely probably have someone there with me, helping me get dressed. Is your servant robot, Servidor, or your head of security in the room? Servidor, I think they would be in the room with me. Yeah, that makes sense. Helping me put the, the gown in. Right, someone's gotta, like, hold all the stuff and, like... Yeah, and that dress is heavy, so... Right. So, so Servidor, Rosa is kind of going over this whole plan, possibly having forgotten that you are here, possibly uh, <laughs> letting this, for some reason be spoken loud with you in the room. Sure. What are you up to at this point? You know, I'm going about doing my doing my duty. I'm helping get the wedding ready, but I can obviously see that Rosa is, is you know, upset about this. I don't want Rosa to be upset about this, so if I do hear Rosa talking about this, I'm gonna sort of come up behind, put my put my hand on her on her shoulder and say, Madam Rosa, if you need something done with this man, I will do it for you. My little bird <laughs> My faithful little bird. Just tell me what I need to do, and it will be done. I'm going to suggest that I'm going to seduce Hidalgo. Ooh, I like this If you can, you know, get Ignacio to come in while he's, you know, in the middle of seducing me on the day of his wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, you know... Might inflame some passions. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to do Tell Epiphania, where I ask for someone to meet me over the phone or through an intermediary. So I'm going to request that Marcel meet me in the family ballroom to discuss the family wealth that he so desperately wants that he's willing to do anything to get it. And I'm going to instead have 
servidor in my wedding gown Ooh. from the reception, not the not the ceremony. Because yes. very wealthy weddings have two dresses. They have one for the ceremony oh, and one for the least. reception. Oh yeah. They will be standing in the wedding dress facing the other wall when he comes in. That's the plan so far. Okay. So so for Telephonio, I do believe you need to make a roll. Okay. As always for Ladonia, the question is, are you keeping your hands clean? It's not me who's going to be there. That's that's fair. Do you know about their past? So do you know about Marcel's past? I fully I believe I would know his his corruption and I know that he's only marrying me for my family's wealth. I feel like that's close I feel like that's close enough. Yeah, okay. And have you been intimate before? Oh. There could be a long history here. You could have it used could. him for a long If he's a corrupt police officer already, you might have used him in some capacity for some scheme in a past season. And now all that's coming back to haunt you. So, it's very possible that you could have used that as leverage before. I don't think that's really in her character for this particular. Okay. I'm just person. throwing out options. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. No, that's a that's good fine. idea. Still still a plus 2. Go for it. 10. Uh, so you do get to set two stipulations of this meeting. So I think you've set a location, which is the ballroom. Yes. Um, so so what else do you want to set? Unarmed. Unarmed. <laughs> Unarmed and now, alone. Now, are you just like, are you sending an intermediary? Are you sending him a letter or are you calling him? Yeah, so I'll be telling him over the phone. So, so you have called him and you've said, hey, I want you to meet me in the ballroom. Uh, and I want you to come alone and unarmed. <laughs> yeah, that, those are my stipulations. Oh, God. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> I think he responds by saying, what a strange request. Isn't it bad luck to see the bride on the day of the wedding? You're enough bad luck to get me through a month of weddings. Ooh. Fine, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Hangs up the phone. Eee. Let's get over to uh, Andrea. Yeah, Andrea. I've, I've got an idea of where I want to start this. Yeah, absolutely. If that's okay. Yeah. I want to be there when Marcel received said phone call. I want to be speaking with Marcel. Where were you speaking with Marcel? Uh, I, I assume he's some, yeah, maybe like, maybe Marcel is off, uh, is just staring at the, uh, staring on the, cl- at the, on the, at the cliffside in the estate. Like, he's definitely gotta be near the estate somewhere today. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like, I like this. I like this. So, so the, the Castillo estate has a, uh, a large vineyard. So maybe he's just like overlooking this vineyard, Ooh. like surveying yeah. his future domain, right? And that sets the scene over to uh, to us. And uh, Andrea is standing behind him. It is her job to guard the Castillo family. And she isn't always super aware of all the internal politics uh, that are going on. Not Maybe not as aware of, as she should be. But Andrea knows that it is her job, above all else, to protect this family. And today, he is being added to said family. So Andrea is going to basically offer protection to uh, Marcel. No matter what you've done in the past, no matter what may happen in the future, as long as you are a part of this family, I will protect you with my life. Because that is my job, is to protect this family. Nice. This sounds like a specific move. Correct. I am activating uh, for your protection. So I'm offering protection to him, and if he accepts... I think you say that, and he, he gets that call kind of like afterwards. And in the aftermath of that, he, you know, puts his phone back in his pocket and looks over at you. I very much appreciate that. You have no idea how much that means to me. The the sign of being a police officer is that you've got that little shoulder holster with a gun in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and he removes that, and he, like, hands it over towards you. Rosa wants to meet with me, and for some reason, she has specifically requested that I come unarmed. Can I trust you to hold on to this for me? Of course, of course, sir. So so he hands that over to you. 
Is there anything that you want to do as he's turning to leave and walk towards the house? So we're overlooking a vineyard? Yes. We'll have a uh, quick scene where Andrea uh, puts the uh, extra gun now. Because obviously she's, she's also armed. Uh, extra gun uh, in a either a different holster or just uh, in the back of her pants or whatever. And uh, then has a moment of looking over the vineyard where Ignacio is further away. And she has a moment of looking longingly in his direction. Oh, that's good. So you see Ignacio out in the vineyard. As Hidalgo leaves, I think Ignacio is coming back up. He's definitely shirtless uh, because he's been working out in the vineyard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like lightly glistening uh, in the sun. And Ignacio uh, is probably in his like late 30s. He's starting to get a little bit of a, of a beard. He's probably about six feet tall. And as he as he comes up, he looks after Hidalgo and looks back over to you. I, I noticed that he gave you his gun. What's going on? Uh, no reason to be, uh, anything about this. Uh, Rosa has asked to meet, uh, meet Marcel alone and unarmed. And he kind of, like, narrows his eyes and looks back up towards the house. How odd. It is. <laughs> Why would she need to see him alone and unarmed before the wedding? That's bad luck. <laughs> alone and unarmed is the bad luck part. <laughs> You always meet your your bride to be armed. <laughs> Ready to go. Just it's just a very odd request. He did not elaborate further. And he like has a little hand towel that he like wipes his brow off with. Andrea breathes a little more heavily. <laughs> and I, and I want to move over to the ballroom. Can we before we go to the ballroom? Can we just have like Rosa like up in her bedroom like looking down upon them? Because whenever they meet, I know about it. <laughs> That's that's one of my abilities with the keep them apart. How long is this, like... I, I'm just trying to get a view of this, like, estate. We're, like, we have, like, several... Where I can look down on this, and but also be looked down upon. I love Don't that. Don't worry it's about fun. that. This I'm... telescope just keeps zooming further and further back toward the house. There's just more mansion. Yeah, like, the camera moves back from the vineyard where Andrea and Ignacio are meeting, and it, like moves up to a window where Rosa is like staring daggers down at them with my binoculars <laughs> <laughs> and then we move past Rosa towards the ballroom uh, where Servador is apparently hanging out in an elaborate wedding dress <laughs> yes as one does as one does you know now as I recall Servador is a robot yes which means as Hidalgo enters this ballroom, it's probably going to be pretty obvious that you're not Rosa pretty quickly. Well, no, I have my back to the camera. So all you see is the giant wedding dress and the gown. Does it have like that, like the huge swoopy veil? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's huge and puffy and there's just lace everywhere. So, so as Hidalgo enters the room and he says, I have come alone and unarmed as requested. What's this about, Rosa? And then... Just that I'm going to dramatically reveal myself. <gasps> oh, it's not Rosa. I have asked you here. I'm going to rush across the room and fling myself on him. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Oh. oh, Marcel. I just, I couldn't resist your marrying Madame Rosa, but I have loved you from afar this entire time. <laughs> and I just, I could not let you go through with it. Okay. Seems like you're expressing your love passionately. Yeah, that, that seems correct. <laughs> so, so let's go over some questions. What are your questions in this? Am I in over my head? I think definitely yes. And then, am I dressed to impress? You're darn right I am. Yep, yep. <laughs> and do they believe that I am single? 
I mean, I am, so I don't think anyone has any reason to believe that I'm not. Yeah, I don't think Marcel would even think to question that. So yeah, go for it. Okay. That is a 10. Nice. (laughs) Yes! So on a hit, your target gives themselves to you, or reveals a secret they probably should. Oh, jeez. So I think think the way this is going to work is that he's going to, like, react in a shocked manner. And let's see, on a 10 plus, they also tell you whether they love you or not, and who else they love. Okay, so he's going to, um, as you throw yourself at him, he's going to, like, push you away. (gasps) Wait, no, that, this isn't, how, I I must confess, this is all very strange. Did Rosa put you up to this? I'm sure that she called me. Uh, Just then, I'm going to use my voice emulation to emulate Rosa's voice. And he, like, turns away. (laughs) Unleash your powers and roll freak. Wait, (laughs) So he turns away and he looks back over his shoulder at you and he says, You must understand. I I know that Rosa does not love me. This this wedding isn't happening because she cares for me. It's happening because I'm manipulating her into it. But I do have feelings for her. I can't betray those. And he storms out. (gasps) No! So he has confessed a secret to you that he has manipulated Rosa into this wedding uh, and confessed that he actually does love her. Uh, I think at this point as well, we we get the camera over your shoulder of Ignacio standing in the doorway because he heard that Hidalgo was coming up here to like meet his sister in a really strange circumstance. And he has now just seen you throw yourself at Marcel. And I think I think the look on his face is a little bit like shocked and maybe devastated. And he goes... Servador, I thought, I thought we had something. (laughs) Go whip around. Ignacio, we do. Marcel, he, he forced himself on me. I was totally unwilling in this, but he just, he said he couldn't resist me. (sighs) Oh, that seems, that seems, (laughs) mm, Delightful. Okay, so this feels like you're either acting with desperation because this is a pretty obvious lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or maybe you're trying to manipulate a superior. But I think, I think it feels more like acting with desperation. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I could see either of those working. I am definitely in over my head. That's true. I am doing this for love because Rosa is my love and I am doing this to end her wedding to this guy that I don't like. Am I doing this for vengeance? Now, now it is worth mentioning there is a small uh, change to some of the basic rules in play for this particular uh, set so you can replace that vengeance question with since this is a superhero show as well are you doing this for justice up to you either question i mean i'm primarily doing it for love but i would say it's it is a little bit of justice because i don't see this wedding as right i don't i want i don't want it to go forward so i i could make an argument so what situation are you trying to avoid i most want to avoid ignacio blaming me i want him to blame marcel Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. Ha! (laughs) Twelve. Okay. So you make this impassioned plea, and Ignacio, like, takes this all in, and he looks very troubled. And then he, like, just stares daggers off after Marcel. How dare he? How dare he besmirch your name? And he, like, stalks off after him. So, Rosa, it's been a minute since we checked in on you. What's up? The next time we see Rosa, by the way, still in her wedding dress, which is extremely ridiculous. Wait, this is the identical wedding dress? No, like- no, no, she was in my reception wedding dress. Okay. Because I'm in my ceremony wedding dress. Yeah. Mine has less silver, but more pearls. Exactly. Yeah. 
I have a separate wedding dress just for my first dance. Like, this is how elaborate my dresses are. The current one I'm wearing, I look like it's made out of cotton candy and it's super huge. And the next time you see me, I will be in the family security office with the cameras from the ballroom uh, recording the whole affair. And I'm going to slam my fist down on the table <laughs> and curse. Curse the heavens! <laughs> But instead, I tell our poor security surveillance officer instead to cut this part. And I ask him to chop off all the part of him, like, pushing Servidor away and just cut off Ooh. right where they embrace. And I'm going to have this as, as evidence in my back pocket for, like, I know that you secretly met with Servidor in the ballroom as evidence to annul or discredit our wedding. Mm -hmm. Let's move forward a little bit to the wedding itself. You know, we've gotten all the preamble out of the way. What else could we need to do before the wedding of the century? Um, a lot. That's telling it all. <laughs> we don't have to do this in real time. Uh, so It'll all happen in a flashback when he doesn't show up. Uh, because especially there is a move called flashback to preparations. So, yep. oh. which is when you could have done that cutting. Shoot. If there's other preparations that are being made, we'll find out about it when it happens. So let's move to the wedding itself. So the ceremony will be taking place at 7 p.m. that evening. So there is a, a good chunk of the day in between these in which people could have done things. But right before the wedding, uh, Rosa, obviously in your elaborate wedding dress, we get a view of Servador. Servador, are you at this wedding? And if so, what are you wearing? Servador is wearing a tuxedo, but you know, it's it's sort of a servant's tuxedo. So it's not, you know, there's, it's, there's no designer, but it's... It's still, you know, it's a suit. I'm here, but I'm I'm working the wedding. I, I'm gonna say I'm serving appetizers. Serving them apps. Mm. Apps from Applebee's. Yep. They are definitely from Applebee's. <laughs> Wait a second. I have four wedding dresses and we have appetizers. Okay, alright. You know what? You know what? Yes, let's pause for just a second for a commercial break from Applebee's. Oh. Alright. Yes. Because I think uh, I think that's a good place to talk about some of the fine, fine appetizers that we should be seeing at this wedding. Uh, so everybody, give me one appetizer right quick. Uh, Christina, go. The breakfast of champion poppers, which is jalapenos stuffed with whiskey and cornflakes and deep fried. Beautiful. Uh, Nan, your worst appetizer. I'm going to have uh, steamed asparagus with mustard and ketchup. <laughs> Platter to share. <laughs> that's the worst thing I could think of off the top of my head. <laughs> is it? Is it brown mustard? No, it's just, <laughs> just yellow like mustard. Like yeah, mustard. it's just oh. French's yellow mustard. I mean, I assume mustard. the whole idea of this is mixing rich food with, like, terrible food, right? So it's like this delight. It's I mean, from it is, Applebee's. It is whatever Your expectations you should be. be low. Cool. It's going to be uh, champagne and champagne flutes, and there's going to be chicken wings. <laughs> there's chicken wings over the top of the champagne flute. Instead of a lemon wedge, it's a chicken wing. <laughs> Okay, so we've got breakfast, breakfast of champions poppers, asparagus with ketchup and mustard dips, uh, and uh, champagne chicken wings. <laughs> Applebee's sponsors this show, all right? Visit your local Applebee's and ask for all of these fantastic appetizers and more. Welcome back to the show. What did Applebee's do to us? What did, what did we experience at well, Applebee's? We ate, we've all eaten there at least once, so it hurt us. It hurt, it hurt us deeply. This is, look, Applebee's, if you want us to stop doing this, please sponsor us. I'll are edit all of these out. Are we blackmailing Applebee's? Yes, we are blackmailing <laughs> Applebee's now, Applebee's. and it's, it's morally okay because they're a giant corporation. <laughs> so we get back to the wedding. Uh, we have checked in on Rosa. We have checked in on Servador. We have not checked in on Andrea. So, Andrea. Andrea is uh, dressed 
in a gown that pretty much matches the same uh, wealth level as most of the guests that will be here. Uh, she is blending into the crowd. And, of course, has uh, multiple guns uh, strapped to her thighs. <laughs> Just picture you waddling with <laughs> <laughs> all the guns. Guns everywhere! Let's not question the size of those guns that may or may not get pulled out yeah, at some no, point. Look, it's, it's fine, it's fine. If, there, if there's an AK-47 somewhere in there. Do you have an earpiece in? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely an earpiece, and she's occasionally like stepping to the side of the room like and talking like in hushed tones into her earpiece. And constantly scanning the room, looking for threats. And so as the camera uh, pans over the crowd at this particular wedding, we note a couple of familiar faces. So obviously all of the Castillos are there. So Ophelia, who is the youngest Castillo, and in most of her storylines, she's a little bit of a diva. She always gets what she wants. And Ignacio Castillo, who is dressed in a tuxedo with a little flower in the lapel. And I think sitting next to Ignacio Castillo is a young guy named Arturo Bravo, who has featured in a couple of storylines with Ignacio when Ignacio is moonlighting as his uh, heroic alt-right moonlight steel. He and Arturo Bravo have kind of like a semi-romantic will-they-won't-they they kind of thing. Uh, so the fact that Arturo is here at this particular wedding might be a sign of something, but Ignacio looks very uncomfortable to have him here because, of course, Arturo does not know that he is moonlight steel. And we pan from there off to a little side room where where Felipe and Rosa are getting ready to come down the aisle as, like, the first strains of music come up. And Felipe looks over at you and says, So, are you ready to embark on the adventure of your lifetime, daughter? I'll embark on my own adventure without you a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, spicy. Wow. I'm I'm not a nice person. That feels like you might have just struck out at somebody with voice or violence. Yeah, I struck out with my words. So mm-hmm. so what questions do you have for that? Um, have you caught them off guard? I feel like yes. Okay, and have they just wronged you? And I would say yes. In my opinion, they have wronged me. Just wronged you? Has he just wronged you? Like, just now? Like, just this immediately right now? Yeah, yeah, like, this is have they just wronged you? I would say he has, because he knows I don't love Marcel, and he is, like, going through with this wedding and going through the farce of walking me down the aisle to a man I do not love and he knows he's I'm only doing this because I'm being blackmailed this is absolutely an active in-process betrayal so I would say yes and I don't think unfortunately I don't think you're keeping your hands clean here oh yeah I'm not uh so yeah go ahead and roll it okay nine so on a hit your strike lands and you each mark a condition I think as you say that he like shrinks back a little bit, and then he, like, squares his shoulders and he, up, and he's like, until you are the head of this family, you are still my daughter. You are still living in my house, and you can be cut off just as easily. So what condition would you like to mark? I'm going to mark obsessed. <laughs> no, can I change to a zealous? Because I want to demand what I deserve. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can change to zealous. Can I reply back, or is that moment gone? No, you go for it. I may be your daughter, but I've spent every day of my life trying to rectify the mistake that God made. And I want to make extremely clear that the wealth you're cutting me off from only exists because I was willing to step up for this family and take over when you and your drunkenness and gambling addiction and <laughs> prostitution drove this family to the edge of bankruptcy. <sighs> okay, okay, hold on. Ah! There's two things I think that actually might have happened there. Either striking out at someone or demanding what you deserve. What do you think? I think I'm going to demand what I deserve. Okay, so what are you demanding? 
I'm demanding recognition as the savior of our family. I'm demanding that he recognize the fact that he is the reason why I am being blackmailed in the first place. Because the thing I'm being blackmailed with is what I had to do in order to preserve our family position and power. Uh, again, unfortunately, you are not keeping your hands clean here. This is very uh, straightforward. Whoopsies. Are you offering something of value in return? No. And do they love you in this moment? I I think as much as, yeah, he's your dad. I mean, come on. Uh, He's my uncle, technically. (laughs) Yeah. But again, the writers have forgotten mostly about that plot point, so. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, so, so yeah, I think so, yes. Okay, so I get one. Yep, plus one, yep. Oh, whoopsie daisies. Five. I think how this works is that he just kind of, like, narrows his eyes at you and says, you think you built this family up from nothing. I was fighting for our fortune before you were even born. Everything here belongs to me, and whatever you think you might have done to deserve it, until you prove that you do, you'll get none of it. And at that point, I think the music comes up, and this is the cue for you to, like, walk down the aisle. It's a very tense walk. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, the tensest possible moment. So, can I take that moment to reveal that I've sort of been watching this in the background? You absolutely can. Yes. I'm, like, holding a tray of appetizers. (laughs) (laughs) Steamed asparagus. on a chicken wing. (laughs) Down in some champagne. (laughs) I was actually about to ask, which of the three horrible appetizers are you holding? (laughs) I like the chicken wing best. This is definitely the champagne chicken wings. Champagne chicken wings. All right, cool. So you're holding a a tray of champagne chicken wings off to the side. I think you're triggering a move here. So how does that move work? So this is Keys to the Castle. When you reveal that you've been secretly listening to a whole conversation, roll with these questions. Do you work here? I do. Are you dressed to blend in? I am. Plus, am I in over my head? I think so. So I get to roll with that. Basically, the, the roll determines whether I get away unspotted or not. Okay, go for it. All right, I got two sixes. So. so on a 10 plus, I get away without being spotted, or I can ask the conspirators a follow-up question. So which one do you want to do? I think I'm just going to get away unspotted with this one. I'm just going to pocket this knowledge. Okay. Red. So as uh, as Rosa and Felipe start walking down the aisle, uh, we, we zoom up towards the front where Marcel Hidalgo is standing there. Uh, and, you know, at the altar, there is Father Rodolfo Medina, who is a uh, middle-aged Catholic priest. He is a silver fox, as the kids might put it. The kids might put it, really? That's the word. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm hip. I'm with it. I know hey, what kids think kids. Is, <laughs> is rad. Okay. I skateboard. <laughs> I kickflip. Yeah. No comment. So we move up there, and I think at this point, let's move over to Andrea. You can see Ignacio kind of like staring daggers at Marcel. You don't know what's going on there, but he seems to be pretty cross with him for some reason. And Servador has just left uh, from spying on the, the Castillos. So I guess the question is, A, Servador, are you doing anything with this information you just got? And B, Andrea, are you at this point doing anything? Servador is sort of trying to blend into the crowd, but I'm trying to make my way out of the main wedding area. Okay. Rosa, how about you? Since you are walking up the aisle with uh, Felipe, are you uh, just going along with this at this point or are you doing anything? I'm going to make intense eye contact with my videographer that's recording the wedding and the lights are going to go dark. So they drop into darkness and then we're going to play the video on the projector above over the church where they would normally have like hymns for church. Instead, it's going to be the video 
of Marcel embracing Servador and is on repeat. And Andrea. So the lights just went out and now there's a video of Marcel embracing Servador, who has mysteriously vanished. At this point, the crowd is starting to get a little bit unsettled. So there's like a lot of, what's this? What What's going on here? Is there gasping? Are there gasping? Oh yeah, there there's, gasps? De- there's definitely gasping. There's definitely oh yeah, gasping. All right. Obviously. Oh man, how does Andrea want to react to this? Hum de dum de dum. I do not know. You have a plan? I have several plans that I could use right now. I'm very excited. I am, I am totally blanking, and uh, I apologize for that. I, no, that's, that's I, I feel like I'm trying to be... I, I want Andrea to be more reactionary here than, Got it. than actually planning. So if you have something that you want to do, go for it. Alrighty, I have something that I can do. Go for it. Okay, so as soon as this goes down... And people are start people are start starting to talk about it. Um, I think it's at this point that Servador is going to burst back into the room, holding a gun at Marcel. Oh shit! <laughs> what? Oh, this is good. This is good. Are you saying anything? I am. I'm going to say, Marcel, I can't let you marry her. And I'm going to profess my undying love for Marcel, saying, you know, and I'm going to make up this whole story about having having an affair for a long time. And I'm just going to say, I can't let you do it. Okay. <laughs> Now so, I'm going to do something. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, because we just, <laughs> okay, triggered, okay, okay. We just triggered something. Uh, so there are two custom moves in play for this particular game, and one of them is called When You Interrupt a Wedding. So when you interrupt a wedding in a dramatic fashion, roll with these questions. Are you making this about yourself, and are you hurling <laughs> accusations? I think I'm definitely doing both of those. Feels like. And of course, are you in over your head? <laughs> I think that's also a yes. <laughs> I I feel I feel like yeah I think I think that that works so go ahead and roll. Uh, so I'm also going to say that I am doing this for love of Rosa. So I'm going to add another plus one to that because of my uh, my suitors. Well, it's a good thing. So I rolled a six on the dice, so that's a plus four gets me to a ten. Nice. So on a ch- on a ten, you'll choose two off of this list. Uh, the ceremony can't continue without addressing your concerns, or at least you. Uh, someone present of your choice must either mark a condition or flee the scene, and that is their choice, in a melodramatic fashion. Uh, and no one slaps you or throws a drink in your face. <laughs> well, definitely not the third one. Okay. How many do I get to choose? Two. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to choose the other two. So the ceremony can't continue without addressing your concerns, or at least you. Uh, and someone mm-hmm. present of your choice must either mark a condition or flee the scene melodramatically. So um, who, who do you want to target that? The person of my, of my choice is obviously Marcel. <laughs> so Marcel either has to mark a condition or flee the scene melodramatically. Yes. Uh, that is his choice. Yes. I think Marcel, uh, as everyone stops to like stare at him, gets this like panicked look on his face. Uh, and it's like stalks down the aisle towards you where you're holding that gun and looks at the gun and looks at you and then it's like full on slaps you across the face. How dare you? I told you that I loved Rosa. I am being horribly misrepresented here. And I think uh, he looks over at Rosa. What is the meaning of this? And Andrea, I believe you had something you wanted to do there as well. Oh, uh, well, at this point, I just want to straight up tackle Servidor to the ground. <laughs> okay. Andrea, you tackle Servidor. So it seems like you're striking out with voice or violence. Very much. So, Servador, have you been caught off guard? Probably. I wasn't expecting Andrea. I mean, I was caught off guard by the slap as well, so I'm definitely off guard. Andrea, has Servador just wronged you specifically? She is wronging someone that I have taken into my protection very recently. Mm, 
yeah, okay, I'll allow that. And, uh, and I think for, for Caballero, you are handling this straightforward and without guile, you're just tackling a robot. Okay, so that's a plus three. That is, go for it. Sweet, I rolled a 10, so that's a 13. So on a hit, your strike lands and you each mark a condition. And on a 10 plus, you may also take something from them or avoid marking a condition. What would you like to do there? So Andrea comes up from the side and tackles Servidor to the ground and takes the gun from his hand and instead points it down at his face while she's uh, pinned him to the ground. I have marked cornered. Seems appropriate. Seems appropriate. Let's go with driven. Uh, And... And Rosa, how do you respond to this display? I am going to faint dramatically. That's Avatar! Rosa, Rosa faints dramatically. The scene cuts to black, and we hear a gunshot. And Perfect. then the end credits start to roll. <laughs> and as they do, we pan back away from the screen uh, to the Jurassic Park and watch. And on that note, we will see you for episode 201 of El Poder de l'Amour. Pasión de las Pasiones is written for Magpie Games by Brandon Leon Gambetta. It is made of desperate love, naked ambition, and burning passion. Take a long, hard look in the mirror, and then make the right decision. Rosa Castillo is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. Andrea de la Cruz is played by Jordan. Servador Dali is played by Christina. Apex City is emceed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere a wedding is being interrupted in a dramatic fashion. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.